Hello, this is Anthony Day at the end of another busy week as far as sustainable business is concerned. I started off by chairing the Scottish Carbon Reduction Summit in Glasgow. 140 people from public and private organisations came to find out about climate change. The opening panel, the keynote address, was by Philip Wright, Head of Climate Change, Environment and Rural Affairs Department of the Scottish Executive. He told us about the Bali Roadmap and his hopes and expectations for Denmark in 2009. He also explained more about the EU emissions trading scheme, regulated and non-regulated emissions, and spoke in particular about Scotland's targets, an 80% reduction by 2050. There's a project in process at the moment to assess the carbon impact of Scottish Government expenditure. The natural next step will be to do something about reducing it. Anthony Johnson, Senior Environment Associate from the legal firm Stevenson Harwood, then spoke to us about the legal foundations of a low-carbon economy, transforming the business landscape. He also spoke about the EU Emissions Trading Scheme and about energy certificates, which all buildings have to have these days. He gave us his thoughts on carbon pricing and suggested that aviation might actually come into the net by 2012. Our third panel speaker was Alistair Harper, Policy Advisor on the DEFRA Carbon Reduction Commitment Team. So we had an inside track there. He spoke about the Carbon Reduction Commitment and how it's mandatory for all organisations using more than 6,000 megawatt hours. He told us that the UK Climate Change Bill was likely to get the Royal Assent before the summer recess. And one thing which I found interesting, which he mentioned, was first of all that all electricity, including green electricity, will be considered to have the same emission factor when calculating carbon emissions, and this is to encourage prudent use. But he also said that 12 terawatt hours of green electricity are currently generated, but 36 terawatt hours are currently claimed. We then moved on to the parallel roundtable sessions. My own was based on best practice for environmental champions, and I had a wide range of people. It was a good debate. The overall conclusion was that, as in so many situations, that communication is key. Communication from the top right throughout the organisation. In particular, environmental champions in a big organisation can become demotivated and demoralised if they don't think that the people at the top of the organisation are supporting them. So many things are changing almost by the day that it's really important to make sure that these people are briefed, brought up to date and know how to deal with the scepticism and denial that we still hear from an awful lot of other people. The Scottish Carbon Summit is part of the Low Carbon Innovation Exchange series taking place now across the whole of the United Kingdom. The format allows delegates to browse the list of delegates beforehand and to set up meetings with the people that they'd like to talk to. These meetings are set up in the computer. You get a text message just before your meeting is due and you're directed to a particular table. So people can actually get the very maximum out of their time spent at this event. Certainly something that I'd recommend, the London event 
takes place at the end of June. It's actually the 26th of June in Olympia. Then there'll be one in Telford and at the end of the year there'll be another one in Harrogate. Next year they start again in Bristol and they go around the country. So that was Scotland. What about Wales? Well, this in fact was the Prince of Wales. The Prince of Wales having his second May Day summit on climate change. I wasn't very pleased with the way it was reported in my newspaper. It said, yesterday the Prince of Wales spoke to some businessmen in London about climate change. In fact, he spoke to 1,800 people at 10 regional centres by satellite about climate change. He told us that a year on, there still remained a great deal to do. He told us that Lord Stern, who produced his report just over a year ago, was saying now that new information meant he'd been far too optimistic when he produced his report. He told us also that May Day is the international distress signal. We should recognise it and get on with it. It wasn't just the Prince of Wales, of course. Jonathan Porritt was there. US Senator George Mitchell made a presentation. We heard from Dr. Pachori, chair of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. We heard from him by video link because he couldn't justify the carbon footprint of flying all the way from India. And then there were case studies. The case study of Sky TV, which shows how it is green, the sort of things it does to be green. In fact, they claim to be the only carbon-neutral television company. There was also a clip of Adnams Brewery. I've mentioned that in the previous podcast. Adnams are the people who are producing the carbon-neutral beer. The point about all this was that people aren't doing this because it's a nice thing to do. They're doing this because green business is good business. They're saving money, which must be good for the bottom line. So, a lot of talk this week, but a lot of commitment to action. A lot of realisation that things need to be done. And a lot of fuss over fuel prices. I'm going to cover that in a separate podcast. So, for the moment, this is Anthony Day. If you want to get in touch, the website is anthony-day.com and you can email me from that, or you can phone me. But I am out of the country now until the 13th of May, but I'll be delighted to talk to you when I get back. 01904 654 986. Take care and bye for now.